Season three and we're back. No more waiting for those three dots to appear after a risky late night text. Forget about what you're gonna wear to Target in case you run into your ex-boyfriend's new wife. This season is about to be such a vibe that it's also a complete mood. So ladies, plug in your salt lamps, tell your mom you'll call her back later, and then get in formation. And if you're ready to live your truth, they only have three words for you. Let's go girls. I'm Molly, but I am not so meek. Welcome to season three of the podcast, you guys. I'm kind of still dying over that intro. I had all intentions of re-recording it in my voice, but honestly, it was just too fucking good in his, so I had to leave it, at least for this first one. It's just, (laughs) it's honestly just everything, and I am so excited for this entire season because I just feel like it's going to be very magical, just like that intro. (laughs) Hey, BBs. Welcome to the Molly's Not Meek podcast. I'm Molly, but I am not so meek. Join me every week. That way we can dive in sex, relationships, dating, literally owning your power, being in your divine femme, all things that we feel are a little taboo to talk about because I literally give zero fucks. So let's do this. All right, babies. Never did I ever think that I would be hitting record to talk about what it is I'm about to fucking talk about. This is really hard for me. I will probably cry probably multiple times during this episode. However, if you have been following me for any amount of time, that is longer than three years, then you know there is a story that I have left untold. You know that I divorced two people in the year 2017 and three being a full ass business because I lost a husband, a best friend, and a salon that I built from the ground up. And I've never told my side of the story out of respect for the other people involved and their reputations. So, if you know, you know. If you don't, you're about to. However, I'm not going to name names due to legal reasons. So, I just got done listening to the recent Call Her Daddy episode. And it's actually what has prompted this episode. Because as I sat and listened to the now single father, Alex Cooper's story about the demise of her brand in her business with her best friend I sobbed half of this drive that I'm currently driving I'm on my way to West Virginia right now to see Bay but I literally sobbed because there was so much similarity and I know that we're not alone I literally just had someone message me the other day who is actually a friend of mine. And she was like, I know you've been through this. I watched your friendship crumble and I'm going through it and I am in a dark place and I need some advice. Cue the tears. (laughs) So I feel like I am doing you all a disservice and myself because I'm trying to protect other people's egos and other people's reputations and other people's brands by not telling the story 
that put me in one of my darkest days that made me suicidal that made me question everything in life and I feel like I do a really fucking good job when it comes to everything else on all of my platforms by staying really really honest and vulnerable with you guys but this is a story and a side of me you don't know but I feel like I need you to know and more than you needing to know I need to say it I need to get it out because I've been carrying this burden for three fucking years and it's too heavy to carry anymore I literally can't this is not the whole truth this is my truth there's three sides to every story and just like with the daddy gang I was listening to Alex's side of the story and I'm sure Sophia has her side of the story so I'm starting this entire process by saying this is my truth this is what happened to me this is how I perceived things how I have now been able to reflect and look back on things and heal through things I'm gonna take a couple deep breaths I'm gonna chug some water I'm gonna wipe my tears and we're gonna start from the beginning I'm a hairstylist. I've been doing hair since 2008-2009. Pretty much after hair school, I kind of started to go into salons, booth running on the weekends, meanwhile teaching for cosmetology school, Paul Mitchell here in Ohio. I did that for years. I ended up wanting to be full-time behind the chair, so I went to a really big chain salon for a few years, and during that process, I learned that I like to be my own boss. I don't like to work for the man. I am definitely not a rule follower, but also, I and I don't say this to sound cocky, but I've always been able to make a name for myself and build a brand around that. I don't know. It's literally a gift from the gods because it's just something I feel like I was born with and I don't have to work hard at it. So I knew that I needed to step away and do my own thing. So I went from a chain salon, very big and corporate, to a smaller uh, family-owned intimate salon in a smaller town where my husband at the time and I lived and while I was there I met a girl she had been a student at Paul Mitchell so we had kind of known of each other but she was a receptionist at the salon and we had gotten to know each other even more and then when she graduated she ended up getting a stylist position at this salon and you know, moved through the assisting program, whatever, and we got really close. Now, another girl that I had actually taught at Paul Mitchell, like she was one of my students that I trained her from the beginning of her career, she ended up coming to our salon and we all worked together. I ended up getting pregnant while I worked there. I had my daughter. I went back to work. I did a little bit of part-time for a while. And then I, I had another one of those realizations, like, it's just like that internal gut feeling, like, okay, it's time to change. 
it's time to do something different. It's time to get, get a little out of my comfort zone. And I decided that I wanted to go into, uh, like a salon suite situation. Uh, you've heard of salon lofts. That's where I was and am now, but I decided to go and work in a salon loft. Now, this girl that I had gotten really close with, who was the receptionist, her and I just like instantly clicked. Like, you know, when you like meet a person and you're like, I've known you in other lives, (laughs) you and I are so deeply connected for the little amount of time that we have actually known each other. That's how I feel about this girl still to this day. But definitely in those moments, she was very involved in my daughter's life from a very, very early age she would babysit her she was actually her godmother and she was very close with me and my family and we just got so so tight well when I was leaving I was like come with me like let's do this together we can split everything at this loft we'll just go have these like we can do this like I've built brands we've got this and she she was scared she was literally right out of school obviously and so nervous and had just started really building her clientele and doing very well for herself, but she was nervous. And I obviously was like, I get it. I totally understand. But being my Libra diplomatic self, I really weighed her pros and cons. And I was like, listen, like this will be dope. So she ended up like being on board and came with me. Well, the other girl that was once one of my students she was like, no, seriously, like I've been thinking about it too. Well, long story short, cause there's lots of facets to this entire story and I want to get through it and I don't want to like be here all day. So long story short, we leave this like smaller family owned salon and it was ugly. It was, it was a shit show. Um, lots of things in our industry. Um, if you're familiar with the beauty industry, then you know what it, I mean. But if you're not familiar, it's like a bloodbath when you leave somewhere to go somewhere else. There's lots of contracts and different like circumference rules. Like it's just crazy. Okay. Well, we basically had to go to a salon that was outside of the mile radius due to contracts that, you know, one of us had signed, whatever. So it just got really, really ugly and it was, it was bad. So we left, we go and we open. Well, the girl that was one of my students, she and another girl from the same salon, um, ended up leaving and coming to our same salon loft, but just literally like across the hall from us. So we were there. It was fucking dope. Like it was so nice to be on my own and be building a name of mine and not building a name and a brand for another company. So it it was seriously so dope. We were there for like a year and halfway through the year, I was like, okay, this is actually not as hard as I thought it was going to be. And I really feel like we're wasting our rent money here. We should like look into buildings. So I talked to my husband. I'm like, I think I want to do this. I think I want to look into spaces and just have a building that's mine and save so much more money. I'm basically doing the same thing here, just a little closer to home once my like contract was up. So I start looking at buildings on my own. I literally drove around my town looking for buildings that were for lease, like hunting. Literally, I felt like a headhunter, but for buildings. I called so many places. I toured so many places. And of course, these girls are like some of my best friends, especially the one. So I was telling them everything. And I was like, guys, like you can just come and like rent from me. Like we'll be so solid. Like it'll be so cool. Like, let's do this. And then as time got, you know, progressed and time went on, the more they were like, yeah, like we should do this together. And you know, it just kind of happened. I don't remember the exact conversation. I don't remember the verbiage. I don't remember who said what, but I remember it ended up being like the three musketeers we're all in, we're splitting this shit three ways and we're going to open up a salon together and just work there. The three of us fast forward like a year. Uh, let's fast forward like six months. We're deep into construction. Okay. We found a building, we'd signed for a lease. We negotiated things. All, all the things were coming into play. Okay. My husband at the time and father. So my father-in-law 
super fucking handy dudes. Like, super fucking handy. We would make jokes that, like, my husband was the foreman, okay? And he and his dad literally built this salon from the ground up. They did everything from knocking walls out, building walls up, moving doors, plumbing, fucking electric, pulling up floors, putting floors down, painting, like so much shit, okay? So much shit. Um, we ended up contracting out just out. due to zoning and regulations and all the city limits, like all the things, okay? You know, we're opening up a business here, people. So we do it. We do it. We slam. There were some hiccups with like things and just looking back, lots of red flags in the opening process and like the build out process that myself now, like this version of me would see those and be like, okay, this is actually not supposed to happen. And this is definitely the universe's way of being like, bitch, no, like you're not supposed to open a salon with these girls. Like you're not supposed to be doing this. This is not the path. This is not it. Well, old Molly didn't listen to anyone, especially not herself. So I pushed through. I came up with every reason why it was going to work, even if everything was telling us it wasn't. I convinced the girls multiple times not to back out. And I will be so honest, like I was very, very manipulative in the process because I, I was like, no, we're doing this. Like I am a very, very strong headed person when it comes to saying I'm going to do something and then not following through. I feel embarrassed. I felt, I would have felt like I failed. So it was a very ego driven decision to push forward with the salon instead of just being like, no, this isn't the time. Maybe wait. It was not really an option in my being at that time. So I didn't, I pushed through and we opened and it was like, it just, it just fucking took off. There were girls that were coming out of nowhere. Like, I want to come work for you from past salons we'd been with or girls that I taught all these things. And it went from just the three of us to like eight people very quickly, uh, to where we were like literally like hiring in a front desk and like all of the things just got really, really, really big, really, really, really fast. And I'm not sitting here taking credit for all of it because it was definitely a partnership. But I will say a lot of the things that were seen and adored was the way I branded and the way that I envisioned the decor and the way that I put us on the map on social media and the way that I, like I said, just branded the entire system. And it was one of those things where we just got too big too fast. I had partnered with a clothing boutique that I adore so much. Glam oh, is so amazing. If you're near or around Ohio, you need to trek your happy ass up to Mansfield because it's seriously so cute. They even ship online. Anyways, <laughs> that was not a plug. I love you, Laura. Um, so they had a store in Columbus, this boutique, and they ended up wanting to close and just do Mansfield. Well, we had decided to work out a partnership with them where the front of our salon was a boutique. So like, it was just different. Okay. Like there was just something about this salon that was unique, especially to like where we were from and like the town we were in and like even really Columbus, Ohio in general, like there's really wasn't something like that where you could go and get your hair and nails done and also like shop. It was like very, very, it was fucking awesome. So like I said, so big, so fast. And all the while, what you don't know and what you don't see during this process is my husband, I just found out, was having an affair for the second time. And I found out during the beginning of our renovation process. And I remember looking at my husband like, what do we do? And he's like, well, we open a salon and we figure us out after because we were already too deep in it. And I was like, yeah, that's exactly what we do. So once the salon opened, it felt like I could like breathe that in. And now I was like, fuck, my marriage is failing. I gotta, I gotta focus on this now and I gotta figure out what I want to do. So in this time, I was still very active as like owner and planning all the things. I planned like 
hair shows with the girls. You know, me and my partners like took them to Nashville and we would have like trainings come into the salon and different product line. Like we were still doing all of the things. And on the surface, I looked like I had my shit together, but I was like a duck. And on the top of the water, I was just literally sailing by on some glass fucking water. But I'm gonna tell you what, underneath, I was literally flailing, trying to pedal so hard because my marriage was failing. And I had like an almost two-year-old at that point that I literally had no idea what my future would hold because at this point it was the second affair and I couldn't not leave. And I knew that in my being, but I wasn't ready to leave yet. So I turned to my girls and I needed serious girl time and... I got really, really, really close with these girls at my salon, obviously. Spring rolls around. We opened in January. Spring rolls around. And I I just knew. I had this trip with one of the girls who was my best friend. And I was on this trip and I told her. I was like, I can't. I'm going home and I'm going to tell him. I'm going home single. Like, I cannot go back to Ohio as a married woman like there's just no way I've decided I remember literally her and I were sitting in this hotel room and she looked over and she's like what are you doing and I I fucking looked like Albert Einstein I was sitting there calculating all these numbers and I was like budgeting out my life and like trying to figure out how I was gonna live on a single income with a daughter that just opened a business but I knew that it was gonna be done and I knew I could do it so I go back home it's like April at this point And I tell him that I can't do it. I can't stay. And he didn't fight me on it at all. He was like, I knew this was coming. I had a feeling when you left on this trip that this would be it. And he was like, that's why I helped you open that salon. I wanted you and Hattie to be set. And I wanted to do something right because I've literally fucked it all up. So I moved out. I got an apartment in the same town so that things were still very convenient for my daughter and visitation and all of that. But this moment in this story is when it all changed. And it's when I started to take a turn. I spent my time away from my daughter with the girls. We'd go out all the time. We'd drink all the time. And if you know anything about me, you know I don't drink. That entire summer, I was drunk. I don't remember many sober nights when she was gone. And I just tried to numb myself because I was so sad and so fucking miserable. That the life that I thought I was living and building and like striving for literally was just, it was gone. It like imploded. So then, all summer long, like I said, I was drunk. I, looking back, see flashes of my father, who's an alcoholic, and it's terrifying. It is so terrifying. And I will never, ever forget, there was one night towards the end of summer where my mom basically called me my father. And I know she did it on purpose because she knew it would wake me up and it did. So I started to pull back. I wasn't going out as much. I wasn't drinking as much. I just like really couldn't at all. (laughs) But months prior to this, my best friend at the time had had a falling out with her roommate. So I offered her to stay with me and my daughter. She basically like crashed on my couch or she would sleep in my daughter's bed when my daughter wasn't home you know whatever so not only were we like best friends not only was she my daughter's godmother not only was she one of my business partners but now in the midst of the story she was my roommate and there's so many facets to this like I'm not going to go into detail But I'm just sharing how generous my heart is when I love people in my life. Like, I didn't charge her rent. I, like, you know, didn't make her buy groceries. Like, all the things, okay? Well, the end of summer was coming around. And 
I just felt a shift. Like, I just felt like things were changing. And looking back, like, I know it was me that was changing. And I know nothing about the business or them was different. It was me. I was different. I was shifting. I was shedding layers of myself. I was literally cracking open and like crumbling because I was getting ready to set out on a different path, but I didn't know that then. So in the midst of everything, if you were on, if we're picking sides, which that's not what I'm trying to do, but if you were on their side looking outward at me, you would definitely think I was the problem. There were a lot of things that I did during that phase of my life that I'm not proud of. I mentioned drinking. Yes. Serial dating. Yes. Also, serious gossip. Yes. Like, I literally turned into all of the girls that I hated in high school. Like, it's seriously sometimes so hard to, like, look at pictures of myself from then. (laughs) Because it's like, I don't even know her. But then I have these moments (laughs) where it's like the light shines through the clouds, you know? And I'm like, thank God for her. (laughs) Like, thank God she hit rock bottom. Like, thank God she made such shitty decisions. Thank God (laughs) she turned into the person she hated most. Because had I not, I would have never left. I would have never left my marriage. I would have never left that business. And I would have never left that town. And that was just not in the cards for me. So fast forward a couple months. We're hitting like fall at this point. It's like around my birthday. And I was turning 29 that year. I'm 31 for the record. (laughs) I was turning 29. Jason Aldean is my all-time diehard fave. I had plans to go to a concert with one of my friends. Well, my best friend was vomit makeup. And she had just moved into a new place. She had moved out of my place into a new place. And I went up to see her. She was going to do my makeup and, like, get me ready for this, like, concert for my birthday. Whatever. It was already really weird that she wasn't coming with me. And... I just had, like, such a knowing that, like, her and I were about to, like, implode on each other because it just felt weird. And I know you have been in friendships that do that. It just, like, you can tell something's different. Even if you, like, can't pinpoint what or when or why it's happened, you just know something is different. And that's, like, how I was feeling. Well, I go to this concert, whatever. The next couple days is my actual birthday. And I can, like, I can just, like, tell that some shit is going down. I didn't get a happy birthday. I didn't get a nothing. And then I ended up going out, and I, like, had to, like, beg my friends to, like, come out for my birthday. And, like, that's just not not, not a thing. So that night, I remember going home. I don't even remember how I made it home. <laughs> I remember going home alone, and I remember waking up the next day. And it was like something in me clicked. And I was like, what the fuck am I doing? Like, why am I not focused on my daughter the most? Why am I literally running my business into the ground? Because I'm being so toxic in my traits and decisions that I'm not giving my best effort to the brand that I built And why am I so concerned with what these girls think about me? It, it like, consumed me. Okay. Cue rock bottom. That next week, I 
had gotten like news that my ex had been on like a date and like I had like I said I'd been serial dating so like teach their own but you know when you hear that first news of your ex dating someone else or you know getting a new relationship or like fuck like they've gotten engaged whatever like that shit hits different and it fucking hurts and I I did it just fucking it like literally rattled me so bad so I mean of course I want to like reach out to my best friend she's not answering my calls at all like hitting the ignore button putting me in a voicemail all the things and I hit this dark dark place where now none of my friends are talking to me my ex-husband is you know seeing some other people which hurts in its own self and I just felt so alone I remember sitting in my apartment and just like literally sobbing because my daughter was with someone of his family while he was on this date so like I didn't even have my daughter like I was just so dark so alone so rock bottom and I sat there And I contemplated everything. My marriage had crumbled. My friendships had crumbled. I crumbled my business. And I was like, what am I doing? Like, what am I even like living for? And I had this really, really dark thought that I literally it it like pains me to even like admit I remember thinking my daughter would be so much better off without me and I just stared at this bottle of pills for like a half an hour calling my ex over and over and over again while he's on this date because I want to see my daughter and I just want to hold her in my arms he picks up and I can he can hear it in my voice that something's wrong and he's like I'm on my way like I'll be right there so he comes over he like sits with me for a little bit we talk about a lot of things meanwhile I'm like still trying to get a hold of my best friend nothing I leave her a voicemail nothing I tell her to the severity of how I feel because her and I have shared multiple stories. Like, she knows my past with depression and, like, all of my mental things. Still nothing. So, the next morning, I ended up going to my parents' house. Like, my ex literally made me go stay with my parents because he's like, I don't want you to be alone. The next morning, I wake up. I go to the salon. I'm doing some renovations, just sprucing the place up a little bit. And... I end up getting like a hold of my best friend and I'm like telling her like you know I really needed you last night like I was having some really dark suicidal thoughts like I just really really needed you and there's this this phrase that she said that like still literally pierces my soul oh oh I figure you're gonna blame that on me too was the response I got And she told me I needed professional help, and she called my mother to inform her of my instability and all of the wonderful things, you know, that a best friend does. So it was in that moment I knew nothing would ever be the same in any aspect of my life. But I knew my marriage was done. I'd walked away from that. I now realize my friendship was done I had to separate myself from that but that's really fucking hard to do when you work with each other every single day I felt like that 7th or 8th grade girl every fucking day I walked into that building when you walk into a room and people shut the fuck up it goes silent or you walk into the next room and they start chattering It just felt very high school. And looking back, I know that was such a projection of mine. And like I created that entire chaotic, 
hurricane. However, I'm grateful for it because of the woman I am now. But this is a story that I have literally locked away. And it has been eating me alive for the past three years of my life. So I had a decision to make. I had to decide what was best for me. I feel like it was in this moment where I started to listen to myself and hear my voices inside and register them as like a knowing. And I knew I had to leave that salon. It wasn't about me running from something. And I'm going to, it wasn't even the easiest decision. Like, leaving was the harder choice. I just put 20-some grand into a building, into a brand, into my hometown. And I remember meeting with the girls. And I remember being like, I can't do this. We all know it's not working. We all know I'm the common denominator. If I am removed from the equation, y'all are fine. You guys don't have issues. Clearly, I'm the issue. And it wasn't a, they're better than me or I'm better than them. It was a, we're different and we're on different paths. And that's okay. And I knew that in that moment. Like, I knew it was okay. But it didn't fucking make it easy. Like, I'll never forget the meeting. I remember, I remember sitting there with them, crying. <laughs> Just saying, like, like, you can have it. You can have it all. I don't want anything. Just let me take a couple things so that I can start over. You can keep the building. You can keep the name. You can keep everything else in it. Just let me leave. And they were like, okay. Yeah. We decided that I would stay on as owner through the end of the year. Just to make things easier through the holidays for all of us. Because at this point, it was around November. And in the beginning of 2018... I would part ways and it would go from a three partnership to them having their own partnership (laughs) under the brand I built. So this is where it gets a little ugly and this is why names aren't relevant. (laughs) I had an attorney draw up some papers and it was, it was just an agreement Stating everything that I had said, you know, you're letting me out. I'm giving you everything. I'm not asking you for anything. I'm not going to sell my part. You guys can have it. I'm taking my debt that I've acquired with me. I'm not leaving it on you. You know, all of the terms. So I send it over and I get a very different reaction than I expected. They came back and were like, no. Nope. You need to pay out what you owe for the lease for the rest of these three years. So you, you owe us like 20 grand. <laughs> I'm, I, I remember literally sitting at my parents' house. Because at this point, I had broken a lease at my old apartment and moved in with my parents. Because like, I just didn't even trust myself to be alone. And I remember sitting there with my parents reading this document that I got sent back. Just like crying, but like almost laughing. Because I'm like, how fucking dare they? 
How dare they try to make me pay them when I just handed them a business they would have never created on their own. And I know that that sounds how it sounds. (laughs) And maybe I'm channeling my inner like Alex Cooper from Call Her Daddy. I don't know. But I will be really fucking honest. I don't give a fuck how it sounds. Because this is what I've been wanting to say for so long. They would not be where they are if it wasn't for me. I would not be where I am if it wasn't for them. And this entire time that I've been on my own, I have not been saying anything negative, anything bad about them to protect them and their brand that they have now recreated. Because, of course, it didn't end there, guys. We go back and forth with some documents. My attorneys, you know, talking to one of the, like their husbands at this point. Like, he's their spokesperson. Feels very suit man to me, if you ask me. <laughs> wow, I just realized that. Okay, but anyways. You know, we're going back and forth, and I'm like, no. There's no way. There is no way. And there were other legal things that had gone on where my parents had lent us money. They didn't pay them back. Like, all of these things, Okay. So it goes back and forth and there was some shit with the building that the city wanted us to do that was going to cost like a couple grand for the roof. And they were like, listen, like this is like something we all were planning on paying for like before you decided to leave and like we were counting on your portion of it. Like just pay that. So I ended up paying like my portion of this, you know, roof project. And I ended up at that point just being really fucking I would say selfish but I'm gonna use the word aware instead of the brand that I built and how I didn't want my name associated with them anymore at all but now you no longer have the name you need to refile with you know state board cosmetology you need to come up with a new name a new brand I went off of everything because everything went through me like I did state board I got our licenses I was the LLC everything was under my name like everything. So I was like, that's all on you guys. And now we literally are, are separating everything out in business and it's going to be like your own entity. So that's what happened. End of the year, um, around the holidays, I had literally like just hired on an assistant. She's still with me to this day. Her name's Dakota. She's like my now best friend. And partner in fucking crime. I couldn't have survived without her. We moved into a salon loft again on our own. And since then, I've been slowly building an empire from the ground up again. Because I've learned if it happens overnight, it can fall apart overnight. So I've been taking my fucking time and doing it right. I've probably been going too slow because I'm really scared and I've gotten burned a couple times along the way with people wanting to partner with me and then backing out last minute. And everything about anything just keeps coming back to you don't need anyone else to be successful. You need to do this on your own. You don't need their money. You don't need their time. You don't need their expertise. You and you alone are your brand. And no one can ever take that away from me. Now, there's like so much more to that story that I'm not going to literally get into. Because, like I said, I'm not I'm not here to like bash them. And I'm telling you guys, like, this is not the truth. This is my truth. And I just feel very, very heavily that it needed to be shared. Finally. 
So, when I left and went on my own, I never spoke to them again. To this day, we haven't spoken. And that fucking sucks. Like, I know you're listening to this, and I know moments in my story, there has been a friend that has popped in your mind. Or multiple. I know you've experienced something similar. Because we all have. Every girl has lost a fucking girl best friend. Some multiple. Because here's the thing, guys. Nothing in life lasts forever. Nothing. Not even marriage. Sometimes. We expect to get everything we need from, like, one person or one thing. And we expect them to always live up to that standard that we have of them from the beginning. And, like, if they don't meet our expectation, then they're, like, a bad person. Or they're, like, toxic. You know? Well, I'm going to tell you what, 2017 was the most humbling year of my life because it made me realize, like, I can be the toxic person too. But it also made me realize that I don't use my voice enough. Because I know so many people don't know this story. Fuck, I know so many people of my, even my clients that come into my salon now that never even knew I owned a salon. They just think I've been at Salon Lofts my entire career. Because I haven't fucking talked about it. I haven't felt allowed. Oh, that's what it is. I've been so scared of the consequences or the repercussions. Wow, we're getting here, guys. You're helping me work through this. Literally, that's what it is. I have been terrified to speak my mind on everything that I experienced in case something bad were to happen. And I'm not just talking like bad to me. Like I don't I don't want people to like go and harass them now because I know some of you listening know who I'm talking about. And if I find out people are doing that, I'm going to be fucking pissed. Bullying's never okay. This is my truth. They have theirs. I just couldn't not not again. Like, I literally couldn't go one more day without speaking this and, like, sharing with you guys what happened. Because I hit the, the deepest fucking rock bottom of my life, and so much of it had to do with a friendship. You know, I think that that friendship breakup fucked me up a little bit more than my divorce and that probably sounds awful however oh this doesn't sound good either my marriage was dead before it began I knew he wasn't the one but I married him anyways I knew he wasn't my person. I claimed him anyways. He never did it for me and didn't see me fully. But friends do. (laughs) Friends see all the parts of us 
that we sometimes don't show our spouse. They hear all of our secrets. They know all of our things. And you think they're going to be there for life. Because friends don't have affairs. Friends don't cheat on you. Friends stand by you and cry with you and drink tequila with you. But just like any other relationship, you can grow apart. And it's happened to all of us. And I'm sure it will happen to me again. However, when it happens again, I'll know that my friendship separating any relationship is for the greater good of both of us. And it doesn't make either of us a bad person. And we are just meant to travel different paths. And that path is no longer together. And that's okay. I'm so grateful that that entire experience happened because it has taught me so fucking much about myself, about the mother I want to be, about the type of wife I want to be, about the type of friend that I am now. And it massively taught me the type of business owner I want to be in the structure of business I want to own. And had I not gone through all that, I wouldn't know any better. So I'm fucking grateful. And I'm still healing. There, there are days like right now in this moment <laughs> where I think of my best friend and I wonder what she's doing. You know, people tell me things and I, I'll see people send me stuff about their salon now and they just got a new location. Like they're no longer in our old building and it is beautiful. Like the space is stunning. They have now a third owner. They have so many stylists. Like they are thriving. And I am honestly so fucking happy for them. Truly. Because I want them to be successful. I don't want them to fail. They give me hope, honestly. Because I know if they can do it, I can do it again one day. And I just want you to know, whatever it is you're going through, whatever relationship is challenging you right now, take a step back. Breathe some life into yourself and center into your soul and ask yourself a few questions. Is this relationship healthy? Are either of us codependent on each other? Would I be able to do what I'm doing without them? Is the reason I'm still in their life because I'm scared to be alone in my own? And lastly, ask yourself this. It's a very look in the mirror question. Am I the toxic one? Or what am I responsible for in this challenging situation? 
Because the baby girl, the only way to heal and the only way to move on is to move through it. I've been trying to avoid this for three years. Honestly, I thought my whole life. I never thought I would literally talk about this the way that I am right now. But I haven't healed. And it's because I haven't moved through it all. I haven't allowed myself to feel everything that I need to feel. And a lot of that starts with looking inward. And asking yourself the hard questions. And being really honest with yourself about what part you played in all of it really easy to point fingers and to put blame onto other people but stop stop making yourself a victim you chose this whatever your this is you chose it more than that you've created it because the law of attraction is constantly in motion. It doesn't stop. It doesn't pause. You can't hit rewind. It's an ever-flowing exchange of energy. And what you put out into the universe is 1,000% what you get back and receive. So all those months of me gossiping and drinking and, you know, trying to date before my divorce was, you know, final, all these things was creating my karmic relationships. That I now am trying to process and heal through. And like... (laughs) Bibi, let me tell you, healing, it, it's, it's like time. It's not linear. You can think you're over something and you have like healed through it and you feel so solid about it. And then fucking call her daddy drops a fucking funeral ass podcast episode about the demise of their friendship and business. And you're sobbing all the way to West Virginia because it's so relatable and relevant to your life. And you're like, mm, fuck. Mama ain't healed. So don't ever beat yourself up when you're in a dark place. We're not meant to be happy all of the time. Every emotion is meant to be felt. You know, we weren't put on this earth. You know, God wasn't just like, okay, you're going to be happy and you're going to feel joy and you're going to have lots of hope. But like, you're not going to feel sad or hurt or angry. Those are just like fun words that I put out there, but like, you don't have to do that. No, bitch, you do. Because if happiness was truly the only thing that we felt and the only emotion accessible to us we actually all wouldn't be fucking happy because we wouldn't know what sad felt like does that make sense it's very yin and yang like the good with the bad it all intertwines and it's all fucking necessary it's a part of your journey and it's all needed It is so relevant to your growth. So stop fucking trying to avoid it. Walk through it. However you have to. Fucking cry through it. Sob through it. I don't know. Punch a pillow through it. There are so many modalities now. So many resources available to us. Literally at our fingertips. On social media, through podcasts, through websites. 
even fucking music. Like there's so much that we are capable of using to help us through so many different things in life that there's like no excuse at all. If you feel stuck and if you feel lots of heavy energy and like very dense darkness around you, it's because you've chose to sit in that for too long. You got to move. And all you can do, yes, I'm quoting fucking Frozen, is just the next right thing. You don't have to have it all figured out. In fact, the how, don't even get me started. The how is not up to us. You don't have to know how you're going to do things. But you do need to know why. And you just need to do it. And do it scared. I really don't know how to end this. I'm sitting here literally thinking to myself, like, fuck, am I really going to, like, release this? (laughs) Or did I just record this to record it and get it all out of my chest? (sighs) Nope, don't worry. I'm going to record it. Mm -hmm. It's recording. I'm going to edit it, and it will be published to the public. But I want to thank you if you've listened to this far. If you have followed me on this journey... And you have been a part of some type of support system, you know, whether it's my hype girls online, my super close tribe, my clients, my fucking friends, my family, whatever capacity you are in my life. Thank you. Because truly, you guys literally are like my brand and like why it has withstand the the literally time (laughs) and I feel like I can burn a fucking brand to the ground and rebuild one overnight and it's because of you guys so many times I'm like what the fuck do I have to offer who would listen to me what am I gonna say why would they listen to me what am what am I worth And I'll post something or I'll say something on one of my stories or an episode will drop and you guys flood my inboxes or you text me directly and you share how my experiences have helped shed light for you. And like, that's why I do it. I want you to know you're not alone. I know you see this girl on Instagram who recently went from like a really mermaid raven to like a sassy ass little blonde. She's back. Okay, sorry. Um, I know you like see this, this version of me online and like life looks so fucking awesome sometimes. But, like, I hope you come to this podcast and you listen and you hear and you feel the emotion behind my words. And you realize, like, I'm just fucking like you. I literally go through all the same things you go through. And I want you to know you're not alone. Let's all take a shot. That was heavy. Take a deep, take a deep breath. <sighs> Seriously, thank you guys so much for allowing me to share that story. I know I didn't give you an option. You just hit play. <laughs> but fuck, that was way more therapeutic than I realized. And it needed to happen way more than I realized. And yeah, I might be terrified of some backlash that I might get. But I feel a lot more empowered than I am scared. Because, like I said in the episode, like, that was my truth. And I hadn't been sharing. And I felt like I was lying 
and like hiding parts of myself and it didn't feel right anymore. So thank you guys so much. I am seriously so grateful for you guys. I can't even, I can't even tell you, but, um, if you literally found any value in this episode, I would love if you would share it with a friend or go ahead and leave a review here on iTunes. If you have not yet, um, I am definitely going to start taking this podcast in a new direction. I have had a lot of things change in my life recently and I'm feeling called to do a little more, um, and do things a little more different. So I'm really excited. However, I would love to hear from you and what do you want to know? What do you want this podcast to be? Um, I feel like so many of you have some seriously cool things that you could bring to the table. Um, yeah. So email me molly at hermindmatters.com. I would love to start doing some questions or have you guys share some things. I don't know. I'm just feeling like collectively we're going to just start doing the damn thing. Leg up.